two elderly men were discussing their hearing aids. And Ruvain tells Shimon, I have the best hearing aids in the world. I just bought it. It costed me $10,000, but it's amazing. It's perfect. I can hear anything. I can hear a pin drop from a mile away. Shimon gets so excited. He says, really? So, so what kind is it? He says, 2.45 in the afternoon. Okay, so the question in this week's Torah portion is what kind of vessels, what kind of instruments, what kind of materials was required to build the Holy Temple? The Torah tells us in this week's parasha of Truma, God commands the Jewish people and says, make for me a dwelling place and I will dwell amongst them. This is the famous question. It should have said in it, in the singular, why in them? To teach us that throughout all the generations, each and every one of us has the capacity to create a dwelling place for God in our hearts, in our minds, by the fact that we open it up for Almighty God. The portion of Truma enumerates 13 or 15 different types of materials that were required for the building of the tabernacle, for the building of the Mishkan. As the Torah opens up in this week's parasha, Truma, God says, take for me Truma, take for me these various materials make a donation to the Holy Temple. And one of the essential requirements of the Mishkan, as the Torah tells us here in chapter number 26, verse number 15, la mishkan shitim You shall make planks for the Mishkan, and they must be made of atzei shitim, wood that were called shitim. And oimdim, these pieces of wood had to be standing upward. This is the literal translation of the Pasuk. Now, why do you need atzei shitim? Where did they get atzei shitim in the desert? And what is the message for our daily life today when we don't have a physical mishkan? To understand this on five levels, on the level of Pshat, the civil interpretation, where did the Jewish people have this acacia wood? In the desert. So Rashi tells us the following. Rashi says that Pidish Rabbi Tanchuma explains that Yaakov Avinu, Jacob, our forefathers, saw the Ruach HaKodesh with divine spirit that in the future, the Jewish people would be required to build a Mishkan in the desert. And therefore, says Rashi, He brought down Arazim, which are cedars, down to Egypt, and he planted them there, and he commanded his children. And he said, when you leave the land of Egypt, you are to take these cedars together with you when you go out of Mitzrayim, when you go out of bondage. So already, 
Yaakov Avinu commanded his children to take out these cedars when they left Mitzrayim over 210 years earlier. Now, another interpretation is that of the Divrei David. The Divrei David says that they actually bought the cedars, they bought the Atishitim in the desert. There were merchants, local merchants, that would come from the neighboring countries, they would go into the desert, and they would do business with the Jewish people throughout the 40 years that they were in the desert. And so a merchant came, do you need something? Can I get you something? Yes, we need cedars. And so they bought it from these merchants. This is the opinion of the Divi David and the Taz. Then you have the opinion of the Evan Ezra. The Evan Ezra says that there was actually a Ya'ar, a forest near Sinai, near Mount Sinai, and the Jewish people went there and they cut down these trees. And that is the way they acquired the Atzeshitim, this acacia wood, for the building of the Mishkan in the desert. This is the Pshat. This is the, the simple approach to the Torah. What is the Remez? What is the hint for the future? So the question comes to mind, why is it that Yaakov Avinu, Jacob, our forefather, when he was leaving the land of Israel, going down to Egypt with his entire family, taking down his furniture and his svarim and his money and his sheep and his flocks, did he have to exhaust himself so much to bring down cedars, to plant cedars in the land of Egypt? What was the purpose that he had to do this? He had to toil so much and schlep so much and exert himself so much so that he should plant cedars in Egypt from Eretz Yisrael. I'm sure if he wanted, he could have found in Egypt these seeds or these saplings. And in Egypt, planted in Egypt, he had to bring it from Eretz Yisrael, from Israel. So the answer is that Ashi begins with the words who made this statement, Rabbi Tanchuma? What is the word Tanchuma? Tanchuma is not only a person, but Tanchuma etymologically means from the word of Nechama, the word consolation. Yaakov Avinu wanted to give the Jewish people consolation. He knew they would go through very troubling times, difficult times, challenging times. As we know, there was a decree to take the children, the young baby infants, and throw them into the Nile. And then they were in bondage. They had to work and toil from morning to night as slaves. Yaakov wanted to give them an icon. He wanted to give them inspiration. And so he planted in Egypt these arazim, these cedars from Israel to remind the Jewish people when they were going through these hardships, lift up your eyes. Look at these tall cedars. Where did they come from? They came from Eretz Yisrael. They came from the Holy Land of Israel. And you know what? You're going to go back there. You're going to go back to Israel. You're going to rebuild Israel. You're going to build the Holy Temple there. You're going to leave these terrible dark days. You're going to leave Golos. You're going to leave Mitzrayim. These arazim, these trees, these cedars, were an inspiration for the Jewish people. 
And so too, in every generation, we have Arazim. In every generation, we have these cedars. As King David tells us, Sadi katoma yifrachi erez King David tells us that the Tzadikim of every generation, they are the tall cedars that give us the strength in every generation. These are the Tzadikim, these are the Rebbes, these are the leaders of the generation, the Moses of every generation, that continues to give the Jewish people strength to lift themselves up over the challenges of exile. And that is the meaning of a Nasi, of a king, of a leader of Israel. The word Nasi means to lift up. And therefore, by lifting us up, to see the cedars, to see the future, to see the end result, to see the finish line, to see there will be a time when we will truly leave this gallus and this COVID-19 and all these crazy things and to go to better days with the rebuilding of the Third Holy Temple. So this is the remez. This is the hint in the Atzishitim, these cedars, these acacia wood. What is the drush? What is the amaletics? The question comes to mind, as we said earlier, that there are different interpretations of how these acacia wood, these cedars were acquired. Now Rashi, who takes the simple approach to the Torah, known as the logician of the Torah, normally takes the most simple logical approach. And the most logical approach would be that they bought it from merchants in the desert. Yet Rashi chooses the approach of the Tanchuma. That Yaakov Avinu, years earlier, schlepped these arazim, schlepped these trees, these saplings from Israel, all the way down to, to Egypt. What is the proof in the Pasuk? What is the proof in the verse that this is what happened? How do we see this from the actual Bible, from the Torah, from the verses in the Torah? So we have now the Drush, the homiletics, to understand how we find this interpretation. And in truth, this interpretation is found at the very beginning of the parsha. It says, God speaks to Moses saying, tell the Jewish people the following, take for me truma. Now normally, when you're telling people in the synagogue, in the community, to give charity. You don't say take charity. You say give charity. Yet the Torah uses an unusual terminology. Take. The word take implies that already you have it. It's already in your pockets. It's already in your possession. Now he's telling the actual collectors, take what's already there. Implying that all of these materials already the Jewish people possessed when they came into the desert. In other words, they already had the acacia wood. They already had these big, tall cedars. Together with them, when they left Mitzrayim, when they left Egypt, they took it out together with them. So all now they have to do is, God says, it's there. Just go and take it. So this is the drush, this is the homiletics of how we interpret the verses in the Torah in accordance with Rashi. What is the soid? What is the the esoteric interpretation. In verse number 9, God tells Moshe Rabbeinu, K'choyel asher ani mare oischa, eis tavnes hamishkan ve'eis tavnes kol keila v'chintasu. That you must make this holy temple based on what I am showing you here in heaven, right? 
That is the way you shall furnish it down there on earth. God first shows Moshe Rabbeinu the temple, the Mishkan in heaven, in the Shemayim. Now, the vernacular in heaven is different than the vernacular down here in this world. What exactly did God show Moshe Rabbeinu? Says the Medrash, he showed them Srafim Oimdim Mimaloi. God showed Moshe Rabbeinu the Serafim angels, the fiery angels, standing straight, Oimdim, above the chariot, above the kisei, above the actual throne of the chariot in heaven. This is what he showed Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says, just like these Serafim, just like these angels are standing straight above the throne, so too you shall make the cedars, the Aseshitim, Oimdim, standing straight above, high, and that is the way you should build the temple. To get a bit Kabbalistic, there are three basic angels, even though there are generally ten levels of angels, and there are a limited amount of millions of millions of millions of angels, but there are generally three classes of angels. The highest class of angels is called Srafim, Srafim, the fiery angels, right? Vaifanim, Vachai Sakodesh are two other lower angels. But the Srafim angels, the fiery angels are the highest. And these three angels represent three worlds the lower world of Asiya, the higher world of Yitzira, and the third world of Bria. So Srafim are in the third world of Bria, of creation. Yet, Isaiah the prophet tells us, Srafim oimdim mimaloi. The Surafim are standing above, above the chariot, above the throne in the chariot. Why? Because they are going above this world of Bria, and they are going into the world of Atsilus, the fourth world, the higher world, the world of emanation. But what are they doing there? They don't belong there. That's not their place. Says the Holy Baal Shem Tov like this, the reason why the Surafim are there is because they want to be there. They have a ratzoy, they have a desire. According to your desire, that is where you are. If a person wants to be more spiritual, if a person wants to be more godly, if a person wants to be better, you can do it. You have to have that desire. You have to have that ratzoy. So this is according to the esoteric the level of the Kurashim represent going out of your comfort zone and going to the next level. What does Chassidus say about these planks? So we have three things here. We have number one, Atsei Shittim. It's called the Acacia wood. Number two, they are Kurashim, they are planks. And number three, they are Oimdim. They are standing. How does one build their personal temple? How does one bring God into their life? By creating a miniature temple, by making these kurashim, by making these planks. What is these planks? They're made out of asishitim. Now, Rashi already told us they were arazim, they were cedars. Why does Torah use the word asishitim, the wood of shitim? The word shitim means folly, foolishness. 
And the Gemara says that a person does not sin unless a spirit of folly entered into that person. By nature, we are good people. By nature, we do the right thing. The fact that we act crazy sometimes, the fact that we do mishugana things sometimes, is because a spirit of folly takes us over. Says God that the way you will build a temple for me is by making asheshitim, having holy folly. Take this craziness that you use for wild things, for negative things, transform it and channel it into holy things. That's the way you're going to build a holy temple for God. So if you have these wild ideas, if you have these crazy feelings, take that power, take that energy and channel it to serve Almighty God. Number two, they're called kurashim. They're called planks. The word keresh are the same letters as sheker. Sheker is falsehood. Keresh is a beam, a plank. The job is to take the lies and the falsehood of this world and transform it into truth. And that is the way you serve Almighty God. It's interesting to note that the, the letters of, of sheker, falsehood, falsehood has no feet. The letters only have one leg. Falsehood will die, will fall apart unless it has some truth in it. And that's why the letters Kuf and Reish take the Shin, which has a strong base, to give it some truth. So a lie that is totally a lie will never work. For a lie to be impressive, you have to have a little bit of truth in it. That is the Shin in the word Sheker. But ultimately, we are honest people. Ultimately, we are good people. We need to take the falsehood of the world and transform it into a keresh, into a beam, a plank in the Holy Temple. And furthermore, from the word sheker and from the word keresh, we also have the word which means his kashrus, a kesher, kesher, kuf shinresh is a nut. That we should have a nut to Almighty God. It's not enough that we believe in God. It's not enough that we, we love God. It's not enough that we serve God, but there should be a kesher, a constant bond between us and Almighty God. And finally, it has to be oimdim. It has to be standing straight, firm. It can't be wobbling. Our commitment to Hashem, our commitment to God, our commitment to Yiddishkeit, to Torah and mitzvahs needs to be steadfast. It needs to be strong and firm and not to be intimidated by every person who laughs at us or smiles at us and gives us a funny face, or every wind that comes from the left or from the north or from the south, every morning is another story and we get excited and we lose our, our, our center, we lose our core. Says the Torah, it has to be oimdim, you have to be strong, you have to be steadfast, you have to be firm in your commitment and not to become nispoil, not to be intimidated by every Tom... Harry and Jane. Okay. One final note. There was an artist by the name of Baruch Nachshon. He was a Jewish artist. He recently passed away. He lived in Hebron, Kiryat Arba, the city of the patriarchs. And when he was a young man, he came to New York 
and the Lubavitcher Rebbe paid for him for two years of scholarship to go to school of visual arts in New York City. And then he paid for their rent for two years. And the Rebbe said the following. He said like this, many years have passed and the ability to paint kosher was not yet corrected. You will correct it. That's what he told him. In other words, he was a flowering artist. He had tremendous potential. An artist can go to the right or to the left. He can use his talents to be provocative and profane, or he can use his talents to be inspirational and holy and godly. And the Rebbe told him, you have the ability to change the stage. You have the ability to change the entire flow of the artist world, to bring kosher back into this talent. And this is really the idea of the Mishkan. This is really the idea of Aseshitim. That each one of us is given talents. A talent to draw, a talent to write, a talent to sing, a talent to speak, a talent to cook. We all have different talents. The question is, where are we going to put our strength? Where are we going to put our emphasis? Where are we going to place this talent? Will it be in the world of darkness, in the world of profanity, or will we use this talent to unite people? to bring inspiration to people, to bring people closer to God, to Torah and Mitzvahs. You have a big world out there in Hollywood. Every day they make movies. You have Netflix. You have all these crazy things out there. What are they teaching? What are they, what are they saying? What is their message? We need artists. We need talented people. We need filmmakers. We need writers who can take this talent, this shtus, this folly, and channel it to create a mishkan, to spread holiness and godliness and inspiration and teaching so that the world will be inspired to increase in acts of goodness and kindness, to do kindness for their neighbors, to build a dwelling place and a sanctuary for Almighty God. We hope and pray that for us, that we will use the inspiration of this week's Torah portion to truly build these acacia wood, to build these aseshitim, to take our talents, to take our madness and to channel it into creating a dwelling place for God and to see the rebuilding of the third holy temple speedily in our days. It's very interesting. So you're saying Tu B'Shvat usually precedes oh, the, the Pasha of Truma because, because, uh, because oh. first we have, have a tree and now we take the tree oh, and we use yes. it, we use it okay. to, 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 build, to build the temple. Oh, okay. So that's a good point. It's a very good yeah. point. And, and by the way, you're saying Tu B'Shvat is when the trees start to grow the trees and, to and then Tu Ba'av is oh. when they stop cutting the tree. Oh, wow. So we see there's a period when, when, you, when, you, when you use the tree, when you grow the tree, and then you stop cutting the tree. So it's back to the 15th. Now, what are these pictures? Huh? Yes, actually, those pictures are actually from Baruch Nachshon. Oh, they are? Wow. 
Yeah, someone, someone brought it to the shul. He just passed away. He's trying to uh, promote them. You can go online. There's a lot of beautiful pictures from him online. And uh, I know his family will be very appreciative if you help support them. They're living out in the Kiryas Arba. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Muhammad. Yeah, yeah, I knew him also. March first. Are you are you coming? Are you coming to the wedding? The main thing is buying the gift. That's the main thing. Those are the best. Those are the best. The priceless. I love them. God willing, I'll be there, Mr. Shem, with God's help, March 1st. Okay. Have an amazing day, everybody. Shavuot Tov. Have an amazing week. Be a cedar. Be a cedar. Be an inspiration. My pleasure. It's good to see everybody. Thank you. Rabba. Okay, we start with Sadaka, everybody. We start with Sadaka. Okay, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Welcome all for joining. We start now with Sadaka. Here you have a pushka. And here, Sadaka. Okay, excellent. I'm going to put this on. Okay. No, not true. Why is it not true? I've, I've switched to other, co- other places. Yeah? If they call up Rite Aid, Rite Aid will give it Rite to them. Rite Aid calls the other You go to another place and say, I, or you, or you call no, Rite yes. Aid. You go to the other pharmacy, you say I have a prescription no, by Rite Aid. If you get it from my, if you get it from, from my Canada, half price. <laughs> I get mine from India, it's a third of the price. Oh. I want to thank Ellen Kamaris for uh, sponsoring today's class. In memory of her parents, Zal, Zuchin Levracha, Israel Amalka Geller, Holocaust survivors, we build their lives, dedicating their efforts to family, Torah, Chesed, enjoy. Today's breakfast. Um, very, very soon we're working on doing a virtual breakfast that we will give you the bagel into the camera and you'll be able to take it out. It's going to happen. Gonna happen. A hundred years ago, we didn't think we'd be able to do this virtually through Zoom. Don't worry, the day's gonna come. You put the bagel into the camera; it's gonna come out on the other side. This is this is the parents who are sponsoring today's 
Rectress in honor. Very handsome, very handsome. That's Ellen's parents, if anyone's All right. Okay. Okay, beautiful. Here we go. Are we ready? Are we ready? What? Are we ready? Okay, here we go. Ellen, um, uh, Sonia is saying hi to you. Oh, thank you, Sonia. And Ina is saying hi. And Ina is saying hi. Hi, I think we should do like a special class in Florida. Fly out to Florida for a weekend <laughs> to do all the classes there. Mm. Okay. <laughs> ah. Okay, here we go. Are we ready? We ready? Yeah. I need um <clears throat> We have over here the daily prayer. Again, if you don't have it for some reason. <clears throat> if for some reason you don't have it, please call us and contact us. We will try to send it to you. Email it to you. Okay, a bridge daily prayers for women. Here we go. We put our hands together. We lower our heads. We thank God for returning our soul. Modeh ani lefanecha. Melech chai v'kayam shachzata bi nishmasi v'chemla. Rabba amunasecha. Okay. We now make the bracha for the study of Torah. Baruch ata harinoi alienu melech cholam. Asher, Bachar, Banu, Nikol, Hamim, Vinasan Lanu, Es, Tedasoi, Baruch, Ata, Adinoi, Nosein, Hatera, Yiberecha, Adinoi, Yishmerecha, Yair, Adinoi, Panav, Elecha, Vichoneka, Yisa, Adinoi, Panav, Elecha, Yosem, Lecha, Shalom, Hareni, Mikabel, Alai, Mitzmas, Asei, Shel, Vihafta, Lerecha, Kamocha. Number five. Put your right hand over your eyes. Don't peek anybody. Shema Yisrael. Adinai Elienu. Adinai Echad. Baruch Shem Kavoid. Machusai Lailam Void. Number six. Tsarche Amcha Yisrael Merubim Vedaitam Katara Yi Ratsain Mufanecha Arinai Yalihinu Shatitain Lachal Echad Viachad Kedei Panasasai Lachal Gvia Ugvia De Machsaira Vatoi Venecha Asei Baruch Ata Arinai Shemea Sefila Number seven. Ach Sadikim, Yedu, Lishmecha, Yeshvu, Yishonim, Es Panecha, Ad Masai, Ad Masai, Ad Masai. Okay. We now do Tehillim, Psalm 20, 150. Have in mind all those who need speed recovery, God's intervention for blessing and success. Okay, Psalm number 20. Lam Natsayach, Mizmer, Le David, Yancha, Arinoi, Biyim, Sarah, Yisagevcha, Shem, Alihei, Yaakov, 
Yishlach Ezecha Mikoidesh Umitzion Yisadeka Yisker Kol Mlechoisecha Veloscha Yidash Nesela Yitain Lecha Chilva Vecha Lechol Atzoscha Yimali Nidanen Abishua Secha Uvishem Aliheinu Nidgoyl Yimali Adinoi Kol Mishali Secha Ato Yedaiti Ki Hashia Adinoi Mishichoi Yaneu, which may catch a big good as <laughs> Jesha Minoi, Elevrahev, Elevasusim, Manach Nubishay, Marinoi, Alienu, Nazkir, Hema, Kadu, Vinofalu, Vanachnu, Kamnu, Anisidad, Arinoi, Ashia, Hamelech, Yaneu, Vioim, Kadenu. Okay, Psalm one fifty. Um, my, my, my grandmother, Rebbe Sinhecht, uh, was taken to the hospital yesterday, so I'd like you to have in mind, Chava, Rebbe Sinchava, Bas Estalia, for the Fur Shlema, and all those who, who need the God's intervention for health, for long life, for tranquility, for uh, soulmates, children, Nachasim children, Shaduchim for children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And all the your heart's desires. Psalm one fifty. Hallelujah. 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 Hail. Hallelujah. Uzoi. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, B'tzotzlei Shama. Hallelujah, B'tzotzlei Shruah. Koyel, Hanishama. Tahalel, Ya. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. Um, the Rebbe had a good sense of humor. Here we go. You ready? We are now starting. Thank you. Okay, we're now beginning the Parsha. We're going to ask Rivka. What's the Parsha, Rivka? Truma, Truma, fantastic. Or in the Kahas Chumish on page 484. Ruth Devora, yeah. Here we go, page 484. And, what, and here it's 444 in the art scroll. We're, we're going to do um, the first eight psukim. Or the first nine psukim. And then we're going to skip over to mm-hmm. then we're going to skip over to chapter 26, verse number 15. Okay, here we go. Let's start. Page 444. Triple four in uh, the art scroll. 
Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, and let them take for me a portion from every man whose heart motivates him. You shall take my portion. This is the portion that you shall take from them, gold, silver, and copper. Is your first proposed <laughs> skirt wool linen and brocade, red edge, ram skin, tahat skin, oil for illumination, spices for the anointment oil, and the aromatic incense. Page 445, verse 7. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Shem. 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 Twenty-six, and now verse fifteen. So four fifty-five, verse fifteen. Four fifty-five. You shall make the planks of the tabernacle of acacia woods, standing erect. Four fifty-five. Yes. Four fifty-five. The length of each plank, and a cubit and a half the width of each plank. Seventeen. 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 Someone else. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Yes. 